Welcome to DM to GM. This is the place where we answer your questions to help you feel more comfortable around the game table. I'm your DM from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. Now, Sean, this is something you're very familiar with. We got a question in here. Um, So you might take the lead on it, but... You've got 30 minutes till everyone shows up at your house and you haven't prepped a single thing. What do you do? I feel attacked. Um, Okay. (laughs) Uh, This may be modus operandi for me. Um, uh, I normally have an hour, but then I like often record a video to procrastinate further about, you know, because I do these prepping videos. So it ends up being about 30 minutes. Um, I think it's a, okay. So, it happens. Unless you're like Russ Moore and you've completely... Have you ever had it happen, Russ? Like, you organize everything. Like, you were just saying before we started recording, how many episodes are you dropping over the next two weeks? Uh, 16 or 17. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you have... And you have a schedule, right, that's yeah. booked out for an entire year. Uh, yeah, into February 2022. So, Russ, have you ever had this happen where you're... People are showing up and you haven't prepped. I know I know it's happened one time when you prepped the wrong thing. Oh, absolutely. I've definitely prepped the wrong thing and then had to you know, scramble. So, yes, it has happened to me um, where I have, you know, or had just had a really busy day, uh, know it's on the calendar and not had time to sit down and, and dive into it. But, yes, yeah, absolutely okay. I have. Okay, cool. Uh, for me, it's basically every time. <laughs> Russ and I recently, uh, it's going to be releasing soon, recently co-created basically mechanics for a game system for a one-shot. And um, yeah, I think, Russ, you put in 14, 16 hours, and I think I put in two hours the day before. Yeah, the day before. Yeah, Yeah. it's a very clear divide on who (laughs) preps ahead in how this game that we both (laughs) were like, yeah, I'll take this part, you take this part. I, I did my part. You did your part. Absolutely, you did. But because it was two hours before, we didn't get to jive. That's not the problem. That's not the problem we're talking right. about here. No, what the not. problem is, now we're just ranting at each other about each well, other. Well, now I'm procrastinating style. answering the question so that, I, you know, it's how I work best under pressure. Okay, so you have 30 minutes. The table's going to be coming together. Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but the first thing I do is just start organizing. So... It's really worth it because it's critical that you don't start to panic. Yeah. I sit down at the table and I literally just take a few deep breaths and I start pulling out any notes I have from last session. I like to use note cards because I've had to embrace the way I work with lack of planning. Um, So I start to pull out note cards. Like I have a note card for every player character. I have some note cards with what I call outstanding offers. I highly recommend that as a tool. I'll explain what that is. The The next thing I do is I start to pull out things that are might be relevant to where the players left off. So um, I have a list of like a bunch of cards for every baddie, or you might have uh, the monster manual, or you might have um, a book of, you know, creatures or bad, bad dudes or dudettes or whatever. And then... I look over the outstanding offer card. So the outstanding offer card is a list of things. That are sort of no card, one line at a time. I write really small and I don't go into too much detail, but anything that's come up in a previous session that never got resolved. And it is a just 
a, a treasure trove of awesome ideas to pick back up again. So uh, it might be something that happened uh, six months ago in the first or second session where they met some crazy dude and sort of defeated him and he ran away. That's an outstanding offer. You just write down crazy dude escaped, you know, and put his name. What's he been doing all this time? Like, is he angry at the party? And so I just find a, a, a starting point. It might be the outstanding offers. It might be from my notes of last session that I'll be like, oh, and then I look up at the clock and realize at this point, I probably have less than 15 minutes. Then I panic a little and I just say, okay, what are the minimum things I'm going to need at hand now that I have a starting point to help make this session run? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, for me, whether it's two hours or whether it's 30 minutes, like I do kind of similar, like you look at the notes from the last time or listen to the last session. How, I mean, we have the, we have the luxury of having all of our sessions recorded. Um, the average player does not. I mean, you might, you might record your sessions. That'd be cool. Um, but you have your note cards. So you look and the things, how I break down uh, my stories is I have like the end goal. What are they trying to do here? They're trying to get out of this maze. They're trying to beat this bad person. Have they done that yet? When I sit back back down, if the answer is no, um, then I'm just then it's for me an easier time because I'm building off of what they've done. I don't have to necessarily introduce anything new at that moment. It's those times when I sit down and read my notes thirty minutes before, and I'm like, oh, we finished that thing. Oh no. I I have a th I have an I have a thing about that. Yeah. So I was just gonna say one of the most common times that you end up in the thirty minute crunch is when you've completed the big campaign. You've brought someone on that made one of your players cry and killed their character. It's all ended. Big. I'm just making something up there, right? Yeah, uh, just off the top of your dome. Yeah. Top of my head, right? Um, and then you're like, you sit down again the next session, and you're like, oh, oh, whoa, I don't have any more notes. Like you think. Because you've had it all planned out, right? You've, you've been following a, a, maybe a, a book or you've been following a module and suddenly you've cliffhangered it, right? At a big moment. And then it's like, what do you do the next session? My favorite thing in the world is if you've cliffhangered it, like let's say a like let's say you end it on a character dying, like getting a death blow, and they collapse to the ground, and everyone's like, "Am I really dead?" And you're like, "I think so. You failed your death save." And everyone's like, "Oh, and you just end it." You do not ever. It's like this is like storytelling one on one. You do not start the next session off in that moment. No, because that's no. what everyone wants to know. What happened to my character? You just do a flashback. You you go back in time. You. You, you jump ahead. Everyone's alive and they don't know how or what's going on. Or you literally can just start anywhere. And then the idea being that you're going to play a whole session where you try and come back to that moment. Right. Um, but they're one of the easiest sessions to run because you can, I love doing the flashbacks. So anyways, yeah. Cliffhangers are often the point where you're like, what do I do now? Don't answer it right away. Well, that's it, right? Because you, you, there's this expectation of a big payoff, um, which you don't always need to do need to have right away. Like you said, like whether they live or die, you can play that out in the, in the year that flashed ahead and then come back and then there's the resolution, right? And then the players in that point are helping you resolve it because you're now yes. presenting them with something that's already happened. So there's a little bit of safety and security in them playing with you along in that flashback story. Yep. So another thing you do is if you come to a complete climax is Let's say they won. They like they conquer. They're supposed to be big heroes for the kingdom. Throw them behind deaths. 
like in a castle just getting reports of all the things that are now wrong because of all the shit. You can basically go back through the story you played and be like, this village was demolished. Like, you know, these cities were overrun because of stuff the characters did to try and save the world. And now they're just dealing with all the paperwork. And, you know, you could just, and then they can have little uh, mini adventures. Right? I love that. <sighs> or, yeah, this would, be, this would be good. You get through the the maze in 18 years, <laughs> and now they're sitting down with their big boss being like, look, this was really an easy thing, and it outlines the exact path they needed to take. Yeah. 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 You can have fun little scenes. And the cool <laughs> thing is all of the – you can just reframe all the things they did in their journey from the other perspective. Right. Right? What happened to the – now that there's no – now that there's no orc chieftain or, or dragon – what forces are now un- unleashed that no one can touch, right? That the dragon was keeping in check. And, and so you can have people upset at them, um, right? Anyways, yeah. yeah. So you, you can just, you can have fun with the, what I call like the minutia, right? Like the, the stuff we, we don't go into, right? Because right. it's, it's, it's a fantasy. But, um, and it just gives you a breather episode where you can, everyone can have fun at the table reliving the other side of these things and the paperwork or the angry king, um, and then you're building your way up to finding a new, like a new adventure. Yeah. Hopefully along the way throughout that session. Yeah. You find one that they, they get, you can see in their eyes that they get really excited about. And then you know that, okay, that, that dragon or orc chieftain who was protecting that, that's the next thing that they've got to try and help now put something else back in place to fix what they've done wrong. Um, and then yes. build from there. Uh, so 30 minutes, uh, until people showed up, organize your notes from last time. Um, like Sean said, start taking note cards, outstanding offers, things that happen in your game that are often just thought of as like throw away. The guy runs away. The city gets lit on fire. The something you can always come back to those things. Um, you, you know, quick, you know, monster stat blocks just to have ready at the go. And then just a rough idea of where you need to, where you want to be at the end. And that might change throughout the session, but just... A, yeah. a ballpark of where you want to go and then trust your players. Trust your players to have fun in the space that you're going to present to them and and just go for it. Something really magical happens when you start to experiment with leaving space. Yeah. Right? So rather than have everything written out and all the descriptions, you start to just be like, well, I think there's three fun things we can play with. And then you just leave space in between. Yeah. Right. Um, For whatever pops into your head, for whatever the players decide to do that seems insane, like you, you know, you you're just having them sit behind a desk. Someone brings them a report and they shout to the field like you can you can start a little mission. Right. Like you just leaving space can be a lot of fun. Um, it, it, It takes it takes getting used to doing. So you just have to try it. You have to try not having it all planned and see where the fun is for your table Um, because it's. I think it can be a little scary, right? If you're a starting GM or you haven't done that before. Absolutely. It can feel a little scary to not have it all planned out. Um, And it can take a little while for your table to realize they have agency in this story. There's gaps that they can push into. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it from... The way I like to look at it is from the from the DM side. Like, I have all of the information the quote-unquote bad characters have. I should, in theory, have no information about what the good characters have, your players, or, you know, other way around if you're playing an evil campaign, however that is. So let them present them the options 
And then like life, they're going to walk through it and decide, well, we're going to rent a carriage. There's a now, a ca- you know, you got to go talk to the rental guy, Larry, down at the rental place. He's got a horse for you. You got a new character that you can establish um, that you didn't have previously and how they get to that point where now the 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 layer actions start coming into in into play. Then you can start getting into your planned stuff um, and give them time to get to and from all of these missions and objectives. Yeah, I like it. And don't worry if you don't have any planned stuff. Yeah. That's modus operandi for me. Uh, <laughs> but so, for example, another idea. Oh, that's not an example. It's another fun idea. Let's say you can't come up with anything. It's happened to me. You're just sitting there. The clock's ticking down. They're going to be here in 10 minutes. Take the most irritating minor character that the party loves hating. They just love it. Like it's a, They don't like the, your voice you do for them drives them nuts, but they just you can tell they love hating this character. So one time, it wasn't the recording, but it was one of the sessions I was running. There was, they kept running across this merchant that was like a wine merchant that just kept stealing shit from them. When like he kept having them come with them, and then he had them, he paid them to guard. He's like, I don't know what happened. Wow, I'm so sorry. Someone stole yourself. And it took them a while to realize this guy's just robbing them blind every time they interact with him. He everything he set them up for went badly. Um, and I just took that character and I just because then they basically got him arrested right at some point or got him in trouble. And then I was like, what if he's the king's nephew? And that was a whole session. Because now the king is pissed off at these characters, that, right? So, like, you can just take anything and just... But if you take a fun character that the table knows and, you know, you you sort of know how they interact, um, you don't need a lot of planning, right? You you yeah. sort of know that character's motivations. And now you can give him a stat... Like a like a big step up in status um, and power. Yeah. And it was, sorry, I wasn't trying to, you know, turn this 30 minutes into, well, now you need to have a big, a big boss battle planned, but yeah, just an idea of that character or that oh, encounter or something. Yeah. I, I agree, Russ. I think yeah. I, I'd say if you're starting out, it's really good idea to pen out like a front, like to say, like Russ is saying, to have some idea of where you're trying to drive things to. Um, I'm insane. So I don't have that, but I'm not saying be me. Don't, it's not fun every session we're recording that I'm in a This is your PSA. Don't be Sean. <laughs> Don't be Sean. It's not fun. Uh, it's a little stressful. Awesome. I think that pretty much gets, you know, at least into the mindset of us. Have fun with it. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, your players will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. Uh, try not to stress it. There will you, you, We can't say don't stress, but try not to stress it. Um because at the end of the t- end of the day, everybody's coming to play a game and have a fun time. And as long as you- everybody's open to new ideas and just going with it, you're going to have a blast. And then it'll give you new ideas that you can start to prep on for the next time um, and build out a bigger campaign or world from there. And start creating an outstanding offers list. Could be in a notebook, could be anything that's unresolved. Definitely. If that helped you, let us know. Send us an email, dm to gmcast at gmail.com. Join us on Twitter or in our Discord. Links are down at the description. Uh, and if you have questions for us that aren't about this, but about something else about your game, send them to us too, and we'll answer them for you. We will. But in the meantime, we hope you... F- How do we end this? Get your game on and play more games. No. Uh, yeah, get. I think it was something like, uh, get started. Get your game started. Yeah. Yeah. But in the meantime, get your game started. We'll talk to y'all later.
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Were you accused of a murder enacted by supernatural forces beyond your control? Yeah. Are you seeking a multi-figure gold settlement for damages to your business? Yes. Are you a young entrepreneur seeking justice for the murder of a family member that would be here if you were better at your job? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas Phelps. I am the attorney, along with my assistants, of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, and we want to help you get justice. Our expert legal services are available for a modest fee. But not too modest. I got a family to feed. As a bot, I don't eat, but I do have a hunger. A hunger for justice. And that hunger drives us to work for you, future client. From investigation to sentencing, we've got you covered for everything from public urination. Oh, yeah. To murder in varying degrees. Don't look at me. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher care about families. That's why they work quickly to help get this daddy off. I was blown away. My business was in trouble after an unfortunate case of property damage. But the attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher helped set things right with a hefty gold settlement. So come on down to the law offices of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher. Located in the old Biscayne Boys building. In Eastern Orgea. Just follow the podcast highway signs for Dungeons and Drimbus and take the season three exit. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbio, and Felcher are not responsible nor liable for any of the following that may be incurred while working on your case. Sudden death, loss of limbs, heartbreak, the use of magic to secure evidence, the wrath of an interdimensional being, urinary bladder infection, nausea, depression, the sudden desire to remove one's clothing, the illicit romance of a will-they-won't-they workplace scenario, or complete and utter disregard for the natural laws of space and time. Join your favorite fantasy attorneys for their next case. Dungeons and Drimbus publishes every Friday wherever podcasts are found.